it's Weekly Weird News. And today we've got a lot of updates to ongoing stories we've been covering. Some of them going back several years. Mm -hmm. Some of them just a few weeks. But let's start with an update to a story we first looked into last summer, when an Australian entrepreneur announced his intention to launch an international sporting event that would seek to replace the Olympics as the gold standard for athletic excellence via one simple rule change. Mm -hmm. No drug testing. Cool. I mean, and that's an idea that's been around for a long time, with maybe the most famous example being the SNL all-drug Olympics sketch that aired in the late 80s. And it's become a, an increasingly popular idea as performance-enhancing drugs have improved and more and more athletes have been caught using them. Instead of this never-ending cat-and-mouse game between athletes and anti-doping agencies, why not just make doping legal so all the athletes and their doctors are all on an even playing field, once and for all. Yeah, it's not just athletic competition, it's medical competition. Russia's like, finally, we are back! Yeah, I mean, they, they've really, they've missed out on a lot lately, and this is their chance to redeem themselves uh, under a new standard. Where... Also, if, if you want to put yourself through this, I think a lot of people would agree, we're very interested in seeing what the best uh, that both human and science has to offer. Right, I mean, I can't help but be curious. Yeah. What... What this could uh, This is what we all achieve. hoped the XFL was going to be. Right. But no, it was just kind of shitty NFL. Well, COVID killed it first, and then The Rock. Is that still going? I think they're merging with like the Canadian Football League. It doesn't matter. It's dead in the water. Well, anyway. Mm -hmm. Sports medicine has improved tremendously over the years, with records constantly being broken by athletes who have made their bodies into finely tuned machines the right way. <laughs> so imagine how many more records could be broken if they could just really let her rip. Take the governor off. But yeah, for everyone who supports this idea, there are just as many people, probably more, who are against it. And the biggest problem is that any athlete who chooses to compete in these enhanced games risks being banned from competition anywhere else where anti-doping rules still apply. Mm -hmm. So, ugh. Hasn't been much interest in this idea from athletes, at least not publicly. Aside from a few who are past their prime for major competition but still want to compete. Uh, that makes me a little less interested because someone's heart is going to explode. Well, yeah, that's part of the... It's like you're watching NASCAR. It's, uh, oh, they're just going in a circle. No. Someone, someone might die. They should have a, a marathon category for Uncle Chen. They should. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the only reason I support these enhanced games is that uh, they don't let you smoke cigarettes while running a marathon, and that's just not fair. Yeah, well, we hadn't heard anything from the Enhanced Games since the initial announcement, but this week, they dropped some news that makes their idea much, much more likely to actually happen. Because they have found funding from some very deep pockets. Uh, here's Business Insider. Peter Thiel, uh, oh my god, is backing an effort to create an Olympic Games that welcomes using performance-enhancing drugs. The PayPal and Palantir co-founder was named as one of several VCs investing in the Enhanced Games in a press release Wednesday. Also named were Christian Angermeyer's Aperon Investment Group and former Coinbase CTO Balaji Srinivasan. Just as the ancient Olympics were revived and renovated in 1896 for the Victorian world, the Enhanced Games is once again renovating the Olympic model for the 21st century, said Aaron D'Souza, president of the Enhanced Games in a press release Wednesday. In the era of accelerating technological and scientific change, the world needs a sporting event that embraces the future, particularly advances in medical science. All right. But yeah, so yeah, the Peter Thiel is involved, and that is 
definitely, it's not a surprise. That that checks out mm-hmm. if you've been following Peter Thiel over the years. Uh, for starters, I mean, calling him a Nazi would probably be inaccurate, but he is right-wing in a way that many have described as fashy over the years, fascist adjacent. Mm-hmm. Lately, that's meant pouring money into anti-woke candidates and causes, some of them successful, J.D. Vance, some of them not so successful, Blake Masters, mm-hmm. and also just, he hangs out with white nationalists sometimes. But yeah, going back further, he's written and spoken openly about his pro-dictatorship, anti-democracy, anti-women's suffrage, and anti-diversity beliefs. Uh, He also, similarly to Elon Musk, spent a good chunk of his childhood in Namibia while it was run by South Africa and was subject to racist apartheid laws, which may have influenced his worldview. He's also terrified of dying and has spent insane amounts of money funding longevity projects and at one point expressed interest in using young people as blood bags. Get him on the phone with that other guy. I'm, I, I bet... Uh, they've probably talked. Yeah, I'm sure they've... That they've guy might be the experiment, like the, the hamster, the test subject. If I had to guess, Peter Thiel is giving that man money. Just yeah, to see what happens. Yeah, he's the test subject. Yeah. Yeah. We also, we really got to look into why specifically these men with literally no problems in the world and all of the money are so afraid of literally everything. Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, it's very interesting. I've read a couple books about this recently. I uh, read one called The End of Reality. That's uh, It's all about Musk, Zuckerberg, Thiel, and Andreessen. Mm-hmm. It's got some fascinating background on all of them, but like particularly Peter Thiel. What a fucking weirdo. Yeah, I, I, the only, and I hate to say it, but the only person that has come out of this somewhat normal is Mark Zuckerberg. I think that's yeah, just that's, because he has a really cool. strong family structure. Yeah, well, all these other guys think Mark Zuckerberg's a fucking sucker. He, well, like, exactly. Yeah, like, that makes so much sense. They all, they hate him. It's just insane to have, <laughs> like, be that rich and that, like, secure in everything and still think that everyone's out to get you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's nuts. So, yeah, uh, Peter Thiel, he's also uh, obsessed with IQ. That's raising some flags. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he clearly sees himself and other successful, rich, high IQ people as a sort of... Um, Ubermensch class who should be running the world instead of, you know, mm-hmm. voters and politicians. Also, he's gay, and that's you know that doesn't matter, but it it, it but it does. Like it, when when Gawker revealed this information in two thousand seven, when no one would have fucking cared, mm-hmm. he held that grudge for a full decade before eventually successfully destroying Gawker by funding Hulk Hogan's lawsuit against them. Mm-hmm. He also in that book I mentioned. Uh, he was a member of like the Young Conservatives Club on his college campus, and like him and his friends, many of whom were also later came out as gay, were just like virulently homophobic, mm-hmm. and would like yell the F slur outside of like gay professors' houses and shit. Would a gay guy say this? That kind of approach? Yeah. yeah. Uh, look up. Uh, I believe. No, it wasn't Gregor Strasser. It was. Uh... I can't remember his name, but the head of the uh, the the SA, the Sturm Abelung or whatever, uh, before Hitler had him killed, uh, was uh, was also super gay. Mm-hmm. A lot of the original brown shirts, super gay. Very weird, but uh, it happens, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there's a lot more to this guy, but he's truly one of the most interesting. Ernst and- Rome. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, he, uh, Peter Thiel, though, is truly one of the most interesting and also terrifying people alive today. And you put that all together, and it makes sense that Peter Thiel would want to fund the enhanced games, particularly the wanting to live forever part. I mean, he probably thinks anti-doping laws are standing in the way of achieving chemically enhanced immortality. 
Also, I guarantee you there's a sick fucking gambling aspect to this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because these are the types of guys who would stand over the Coliseum with, with money being like, right. They're the ones betting on the Squid Game. Mm-hmm. But even with support from guys like Peter Thiel, the enhanced games are still a, a bit of a tough sell. I don't even think ESPN The Ocho would touch this. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like broadcasting is going to be a bit of an issue. Oh, it would de- like go back to the- put, they'll stream it on Kick. <laughs> yeah, well, that or like again to the gambling thing. Like Bally's owns a bunch of sports networks. There, it's there's ways. It'll be broadcast on that Sphere in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Um, thankfully, they've got a doctor on their payroll. Oh, good. Yeah, to let us all know that their all steroid Olympics will be perfectly safe. Have no fear. From their press release, contemporary drug testing practiced in sports today is not necessarily about athlete safety. It often skews the public perception of fairness and health in competitive sports. Enhance will be adopting a sophisticated safety protocol which puts the athlete's health first, including comprehensive health checks before and after competitions, as well as advanced screenings to check for pre-existing conditions, for example, cardiac risk said Dr. Michael Sagner, MD of King's College London, and a member of the Scientific and Medical Advisory Commission of the Enhanced Games. Oh. Well, his doctor approved that. Yeah. Well, one out of five doctors agree. Yeah, tell me, what brand of cigarettes does that doctor smoke? Because I'd like to buy a pack. Mm -hmm. But yeah, okay. Uh, Doctor says, cool, go ahead. As for what events the Enhanced Games will host, it's pretty standard Olympian stuff. You got the, the press release listing track and field, swimming, gymnastics, weightlifting, and combat sports. No surprise, but kind of boring. Over at The Verge, they came up with a few more creative ideas, though. Drunken horseshoes. This is a fine American pastime enjoyed by many people. It just needs to be formalized. In order to play, participants must have a blood alcohol level that renders them unable to drive. They must additionally hold a can of beer as ballast while they throw. Optional cornhole division for Midwesterners. I would. I was just going to say, this is literally already cornhole competitions, yeah. and I guarantee you they ban alcohol because they don't want people getting in that zone. Yeah, there's a lot, like bowling, pro, like they should make a professional bowling league where you have to be drunk. There's like all, all the like lawn sports, all the casual sports. Yeah. Like, where, yeah, there are guys who are obviously at the top of their game and wouldn't this wouldn't Darts. appeal to them. But yeah, there should be, there should be professional beer leagues for a bunch of different sports. Yeah. Bong hit high jump. Hmm. Just what it sounds like. Athletes must take a tremendous rip off the bong before attempting to jump as high as possible. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. LSD enhanced no hitter. I recognize this would require the participation of baseball players, but surely Doc Ellis can't be the only person in history capable of this spectacular feat. The pitcher is dosed. Everyone else is sober. Can the pitcher pull it off? You know, yeah, that's a great classic story. And, yeah. uh, this, this pitcher in like the 60s or 70s, he forgot what day he was playing on. He thought he had the day off. Took some acid. Pitched some, a no-hitter. And they called him. They're like, get down to the stadium. Yeah, and he's like, pitched no-hitter. He told the story. He's like, yeah, no. I, like, the ball was like, sometimes it was huge. Sometimes <laughs> it was tiny. I didn't even, I, didn't, I wasn't even keeping track. And then like one of the other players was like, hey, you got a no-no going. And he's like, don't say that. Yeah, you'll curse it. But uh, he, he pulled it off. You know what would be really funny is to do the LSD pitching. But uh, the pitcher's dosed. The rest of the team is the Savannah Bananas. Which that? That's like the baseball version of the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, yeah, yeah. The batters come out on stilts and shit. Yeah. They, they light their bats on fire. That's the kind of sporting I want to see. Yeah, we need more Savannah Bananas. More Savannah Less bananas. New York Mets. But yeah, let us know your uh, enhanced sports ideas. 
Down in the comments. So, look, this is all stupid anyway, because, uh, and it was popular for a while. It's actually seeing a bit of a resurgence now. But the X Games filled this void because you got to see that risk of life. Yeah. You got to see people who were uh, actually on a performance-enhancing drug known as adrenaline. Right. That's the difference. It's like the one thing that's missing from the Olympics is that these people actually do fear death. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the X Games solves that. Yeah, the X Games had uh, some crazy shit that happened in it. And, and it just, I mean, naturally, things ebb and flow. It's kind. It has kind of died off in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Seeing resurgence now, uh, people are getting, skateboarding is rising up again. Also, with climate change going the way it is, uh, the U.S. Open is surfing and like all the surfing contests, we're going to have bigger the and bigger waves, waves ever baby. Seen. Like, uh, that's going to take the sport further than any performance-enhancing drug ever could. X Games in uh, Portugal, where those 100-foot waves are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we had, over Christmas, up in, like, Ventura County, we had, like, 30-foot yeah, waves, and then down in Newport, too. So, look, just doing X Games again. But yeah. Like, yeah. But if people aren't hyped on the X Games, they're going to watch this once and go, oh, I'm just watching Olympic sports. And to the casual viewer, it's just like, yeah, it's just people running. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, those times are good? I don't know. I'm also, not, as a casual yeah. viewer, I don't want, know what times are good. Also, you're not going to see, like, one guy running, like, way ahead of the pack. No. They're, they're all, all gonna just going to be running as fast as, faster uh, together. And I would guarantee that someone like Usain Bolt would still beat all of the people that are participating in this. Yeah. Also, like, some of those sports, like, I don't, how could PEDs, maybe I'm just being ignorant, but gymnastics doesn't seem like a sport that could really benefit all that much It seems like it would drugs. make it a lot more chaotic and hectic for the performer. Like, it, I feel like you wouldn't, it wouldn't do anything. I mean, I feel like the only thing that might help with gymnastics would be, like, Adderall or something like that, because yeah. so much of it is just focus. Yeah. That could be cool. <laughs> I want to see him throw that weighted ball, though. The big ball. And the javelin. Yeah. They throw it out of the stadium on the PEDs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, pick and choose. But also, I feel like this is like a one-and-done thing, like the, the XFL seasons. Like, yeah, it's more it, of a novelty. Pack, you pack it away for 20 years, and you're like, yeah, nobody really cared. Oh, cool. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it would have staying power, but I guess we'll see. I mean, I do look forward to, to this. It is something new yeah. and different. Uh-huh. I don't think it's going to work out, but I want to see them try. Look, I'm always happy to see Peter Thiel waste a bunch of money and fail, so yeah. I think this is doomed. I want to see him sink as much money into this as possible. Great idea, Peter. Go nuts on it. Anyway, I hope it doesn't result in any athletes dropping dead on live television, of course. That would be bad. But moving on now to another update to a saga that goes back several years and simply refuses to end. Movie Pass! So the most recent iteration of Movie Pass, which we will call Movie Pass Mark II or Movie Pass The Pretender. Yes. uh, That seems to still be going, I guess, despite suffering from the same issue as the original Movie Pass, which was seemingly designed to lose money. No path to profitability. But the original movie pass is still providing new content for us years after its totally predictable demise. And this latest news really just further drives home how much of a shit show it was. Here's Variety. A former executive from MoviePass Inc. was found guilty on Thursday of embezzling at least $260,000 from the subscription service and its parent company, Helios and Matheson Analytics to repay debts incurred by producing a marketing event at the Coachella Music Festival in 2018. <laughs> Khalid Itum, now 43 years old, was found guilty by a jury of two counts of wire fraud. He was acquitted on two counts of money laundering. The Department of Justice announced the verdict Friday afternoon. 
At the time, Itum was the VP of Business Development at the New York-based MoviePass. He later reached the role of Executive VP, which he held until departing the company in March 2019, around the time that the all-you-can-watch subscription-based movie theater ticketing service collapsed financially after losing hundreds <laughs> of millions of dollars. The case stated that Itum registered a separate company, the Los Angeles-based Kaleidoscope Productions LLC, in 2017. The executive allegedly borrowed money to fund a Kaleidoscope promotional event at the next year's edition of Coachella, then paid back his debts by siphoning money from Helios and Matheson Analytics through falsified invoices. So, I mean, at first glance, you might argue that if not for this nefarious executive stealing money from MoviePass, the company might have survived. It was just a, it was the smallest drop in the yeah, bucket, though. This guy stole a quarter million dollars ooh, from a company that was already hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. That yeah. is literally just a drop in the bucket, and the bucket in this case is full of gaping holes, allowing vast amounts of water to just spill out everywhere. Yeah, at this point, you gotta go, man, the people over there at Helios and Math Matheson, they're stupid. I might as well take something out of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And hey, how's the crypto going with the new one? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> the website's still there. I uh, don't know anyone I, that uses it. I feel like someone mentioned it in the comments a while ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, that like they had actually used it or something. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, get <laughs> go for it. Go but for yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's honestly surprising that they even caught this guy. Unfortunately, it does not seem like you know the fact that this money was getting wasted, regardless, is a valid legal defense, even mm -hmm. though it's true and it should be. Yeah, <laughs> that money was going in the in the trash. Either way, look, everyone had a great time. Yeah. It was but, the one good thing. But yeah, Khalid Edom faces up to 20 years in prison for what many might classify as a cool crime, including myself. Yeah, Because he so. took that money that was otherwise just going to be spent on giving people free movie tickets, and he spent it on a cool party at Coachella where a bunch of people got to drink beer for free, yeah. not knowing what the party was even for. It, honestly, Kaleidoscope? Okay. Honestly, the same result. You yeah. have people who are enjoying free movies at the expense of a bunch of, of, of capital yeah, that was burning. Either way, you're giving away free money. Yes, it's just, it's like a Mr. Beast thing. And they're going to put this man in jail for being a, a philanthropist? Yeah. I mean, come on. Give this man an award. Yeah. Uh, let's move on now to Taylor Swift, a topic that unfortunately has become inescapable thanks to right-wingers obsessed with the idea that she is a deep state plant brainwashing people into voting for Joe Biden via a fake relationship with an NFL player or something. The White House is in cahoots of the NFL. And yeah. This is all a big It's all up. rigged. Yeah. The most insane and high-profile example of this hysteria came from failed presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, who posted to Twitter after last weekend's NFL games, I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. And I wonder if there's going to be a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially culturally propped up couple this fall. Just some wild speculation over here. Let's see how it ages over the next eight months. And, you know, there were lots of similar statements uh, from prominent and semi-prominent conservative thought leaders, including this one from some MAGA podcaster. The NFL is totally rigged for the Kansas City Chiefs. Taylor Swift, Mr. Pfizer, Travis Kelsey, all to spread Democrat propaganda. Calling it now. KC wins, goes to Super Bowl, Swift comes out at the halftime show and endorses Joe Biden with Kelsey at midfield. <laughs> it's all been an op since day one. That so what a stupid idea. Also, this this is they're they're creating their own reality in the sense that they put all of this out there 
And then when it doesn't happen, they say, oh, they looked at all of our tweets and they thought it would be yeah. too obvious. Good, so that's good why thing they, we caught them before they could do it. Yeah, this was all actually going to happen, but they saw that the real Patriots were uh-huh. onto their game and they decided Patriots to change. Patriots are in control. They decided to change the tactics. But yeah, and this insanity, it was not just confined to Twitter. Jesse Waters went on Fox News and told your grandpa and millions of other grandpas across the country that Taylor Swift is a Pentagon psyop and a front for a covert political agenda. It's worth pointing out that the full extent of Taylor Swift's political involvement has been a handful of statements and endorsements over the past few years. She made those Biden cookies. So there you go. What a bitch. And also just encouraging her fans to register to vote. Devilish. Pretty tame by celebrity standards. The New York Times uh, recently did a report that Biden's campaign really, really wants her endorsement. But I mean, yeah, of course they fucking (laughs) do. Duh. (laughs) So yeah, this right-wing media blitz is pretty weird, especially when you consider how much they love it on the rare occasions that celebrities come out in support of Donald Trump. The only logic that we can come up with is that there's a possibility Taylor Swift will endorse Biden at some point before the election. And when that happens, they want conservatives to immediately think it's not it's not genuine. Th- this is clearly, I mean, not we, fooling me. We said it months ago this was gonna happen. Sure, it didn't play out exactly like yeah. I said it would, you know, midfield and all that. But uh the idea that Taylor Swift would endorse Biden, something that she's already done <laughs> four years ago, makes me the big brain here. But yes, the whole thing. It still doesn't make a ton of sense. And what's more likely is they just alienate Taylor Swift fans and make them less likely to support Trump. Yeah, it, uh, it's, I don't think they really thought this one out. Yeah, And it would seem at least some of them are realizing now how insane this shit makes them all look. And they're trying to tap the brakes. Yeah, th- n- mm. You want to talk about coordination? It seems like everyone's like, hey, we got to stop this. The memo definitely fucking made the rounds. Because yes. uh, this all happened within like a 12-hour span. Uh, we, this is making us look very dumb. So yeah, Media Matters, they compiled a very helpful list of all of the talking heads who got that memo. Here's some of that. Newsmax host Eric Bowling argued that there's no proof that Taylor Swift and her media blitz is part of some government conspiracy. However, Bowling did still find time to insult the pop star and her supporters, calling her a useful idiot in political warfare and her fans lemmings who vote not based on issues, but on who their idol likes. Oh, Eric, you fucked up. Yep. Daily Wire host Michael Knowles argued that going to war against Swift is not a good idea for conservatives. I know that she's a lib, Knowles said. I just don't think it's smart for conservatives to make an enemy of her and an enemy of her fans. Her fans are, broadly speaking, Pretty normal people, and we should be normal too. Wow. Wow. Uh, The Daily Wire's Matt Walsh inquired, how is obsessively attacking her, Swift, a smart or effective counter strategy? He added, so you get a bunch of Fox News boomers all upset about Taylor Swift, and then what? And then what? What's step two? Turning Point USA contributor Alex Clark said that the MAGA meltdown over Swift will be remembered as one of the biggest election mistakes. Speaking to Turning Point USA founder Charlie Kirk, she argued... I think looking back, this will be one of the biggest election mistakes conservatives will have made in hindsight is this entire ridiculous Twitter drama. Yeah, and there's several more examples of conservative talking heads and outlets trying to get their audience to just calm the fuck down (laughs) and stop being weird about Taylor Swift. Unfortunately for them, though, this has already reached the top. (laughs) And it may now be entirely out of their hands whether openly hating Taylor Swift is a Trump campaign strategy. It flew too close to the sun. Here's Rolling Stone. Singer-songwriter Taylor Swift hasn't even endorsed President Joe Biden for re-election yet. 
That hasn't stopped members of MAGALAND's Upper Crust from plotting to declare, as one source close to Donald Trump calls it, a holy war on the pop megastar. <laughs> a Taylor Swift jihad. Especially if she ends up publicly backing the Democrats in the 2024 election. According to three people familiar with the matter, Trump loyalists working on or close to the former president's campaign, longtime Trump allies in right-wing media, and an array of outside advisors to the ex-president have long taken it as a given that Swift will eventually endorse Biden, as she did in 2020. Indeed, several of these Republicans and conservative media figures have discussed the matter with Trump over the past few months, the sources say. Taylor Swift, this is the first time hearing about this. Yeah, he's also, he's apparently really, really mad that she was the time person of the year yeah. and not him. So this hatred goes deep already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he just needed a little push. I mean, she honestly, Taylor, I, I'm sure she, she's smart. She knows about this already. She needs to give, get Joe Biden to give her something in return for her endorsement. And she could single-handedly get Joe Biden to fix all the fucking Ticketmaster bullshit, all the record label bullshit, because yeah. she's personally been a victim of that. And, you're you're uh, thinking too small. Forgive student loans. Taylor. Yeah. So many people are going to have extra income to go to all your concerts. That's true. And buy all your albums if you can convince Joe Biden to forgive student loans. Taylor, you have all the power here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Push we, in your chips. We want health care. Yeah. We want, we want uh, student loans forgiven. I will become affordable a Affordable housing. I will wear the, the pink sequins and I will come to your next show at the, I will take, the forum. I will take the Taylor Swift metro system to yeah. the Taylor Swift fucking stadium. We need America colon Taylor's version. Yes, I agree. <laughs> this is our new era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here's more from the article. Behind the scenes, Trump has reacted to the possibility of Biden and Swift teaming up against him this year, not with alarm, but with an instant projection of ego. In recent weeks, the former president has told people in his orbit that no amount of A-list celebrity endorsements will save Biden. Trump has also privately claimed that he is more popular <laughs> than Swift and that he has more committed fans than she does, a person close to Trump and another source with knowledge of the matter, tell Rolling Stone. Meanwhile, as Trump has been having a popularity contest with Swift in his own head, others close to him, including GOP operatives, some of his 2024 staff, and Trumpy media figures, have been brainstorming different ways to go after Swift. Since late last year, these Trump allies have repeatedly discussed how to turn the culture warrior dial up to 11 if she re-endorses Biden this year. The sources recount, do it. It would be more fuel thrown onto the culture war fires, says an official working on the Trump re-election efforts. Another left-wing celebrity who is part of the Democrat elite telling you what to think. I don't think it's, as the other talking heads have pointed out, uh, I don't think it's going to work out the way you think also, it Also, you're not more popular than Taylor Swift, I'm sorry. And her fans are more dangerous than yours. I mean, yours are more willing to commit violence, but hers are more dedicated, I yeah. think. Uh, if she had done January 6th, it would have done. It would have been better and there would have been more people. And it would have been... Beautiful. Yeah, they would have actually made the, they would have fixed Congress. Mm -hmm. No one would have gotten At hurt. least five costume changes. Yeah. And no dancing like this. None of that shit. Whatever he does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they should, they should definitely go all in on this. Put all your resources yeah. behind it. You need to take down Taylor Swift. So I think it's, it's something a great you idea. can totally do. <laughs> and should. So, Mr. Trump, it's a great idea. You should definitely focus on this and nothing else. Uh, so, yes. Obviously, Taylor Swift's fans, they're going to surely see the light and abandon their queen for Donald Trump. Uh, please do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give him a free Stanley Cup. Hey, you like, you, you like No, Cowboys? those have lead in them. We don't like that anymore. We love lead, don't we, folks? <laughs> they, don't even, 
We can put lead pipes back in the ground. <laughs> they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyways, they're kind of right about Biden's chances in this year's election. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> shitty at the moment. So, uh, they, he is uh, very much in need of some big endorsements and, uh. That's why Taylor, you gotta, you gotta use this. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Sean Fain. Yeah. From the, the United UAW. Yeah, he's trying his hardest. He's out there pounding pavement being like, we love him. Right. Yeah. Joe, just shut your fucking mouth. The workers are behind you. Please don't say anything. Yeah. God bless Sean Fain. But yeah, he's in a pretty bad position here <laughs> he's a big biden booster right now and and biden needs that yeah. so uh biden he's not popular right now uh he's making a lot of bad decisions uh it's it's uh unfortunate to see especially also his brain is literally like melting out of his fucking eyeballs it's it's we gotta do up. something folks um, he can't talk anymore. but look however there is one thing that would probably help uh, aside from a taylor swift endorsement from politico the president has described Trump to longtime friends and close aides as a sick fuck who delights in others' misfortunes, according to three people who have heard the president use the profane description. According to one of the people who has spoken with the president, Biden recently said of Trump, what a fucking asshole this guy is. And look, if he just said this in public, his polling would get a huge bump. Well, at do least it, a little bump. Come do on, it, be do real. It, Joe. Get on the mic and call him a fucking asshole. I think that would help a lot. He has been it more did, aggressive. The, the, the impression you get from this man is that he, and especially the people actually running his fucking campaign, are not taking this seriously at all. No. They do not feel any sense of urgency. No, well, the, and the, the and problem it, is that they would have to do, like, their policies would have to change. The, well, he's done yeah. the angry Joe thing, and it comes off as unserious because he's so fucking old that it is hard to be scared or intimidated yeah. by but a if guy he got up there and he's like, Donald Trump, what a fucking piece of shit, am I right? Yeah, it would at least make him more endearing. A real fucking asshole. Yeah. Give that man a pint of Guinness. And let he it go he hasn't had a beer in like 50 years. Maybe it's time, Jim. Maybe it's time to get back on the wagon. I don't know, man. I, I don't think the bad thing is going to happen. But I really wish there was someone Which else. Which bad thing? There's like four different bad things. Well, that could the happen. ultimate bad thing of the election. Uh, yeah, the election. Donald Trump being winning in a landslide. Um. Yeah. Okay. There's also, I mean, either one of them could fucking die. Yes. Which could go either way. You know, be good or bad. In Biden's case, Kamala Harris would also be a bad president. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, there's just no good outcome. I hate it all. It's it's the again we are faced with uh, who's the the least bad, yeah. And it's the, uh, not a fun way to live I, constantly I our entire adult song. adult lives. Yeah, that's why we need to put Taylor back. Put Taylor in the White House. Taylor, do the right thing. Run for president right now. I think she's old enough. She is. We ought to be what thirty five. Oh, mm-hmm. I think she might not quite be old enough. She's almost there. And Mr. Pfizer being the first lady, first gentleman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Oh. But moving on now to another update. Uh, Last April, the object of right-wing hysteria was, of course, Bud Light, who they were very mad at for having the audacity to sponsor one single TikTok video from a trans influencer. How dare they? In the midst of this freakout, most of them just used it as an opportunity to film themselves shooting guns at cases of Bud Light. But one man saw the perfect opportunity for a conservative grift, and he leapt upon it. Mm -hmm. Less than two weeks after the freakout commenced, we got this ad for conservative dads, ultra-right, 100% woke-free American beer. 
a beer that just rolls off the tongue, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, when you're ordering it at a bar, it, it one conservative dad's ultra right, 100% woke free American I'm, I'm beer. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. There's like 10 football games on. No, I said conservative dad's ultra right, Bud 100% Light? woke free American beer. All right, here's your Bud Light. No! Oh, they're back to drinking Bud Light, though. Yeah, it's fine. Kid Rock said it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, this was a beer that promised to be just as unremarkable as Bud Light, but without all the wokeness. And also, twice as expensive. Uh It's not cheap. People with knowledge of how the beer industry works, they very quickly pointed out that starting a beer brand in such a short amount of time was impossible due to all of the red tape around alcohol sales and also just the amount of time that it takes to actually brew beer. Mm -hmm. So this was 100% just going to be some white label product. And it later came out that breweries who had been hired to produce the product, they were dropping out of that deal as soon as they realized what they'd signed up for. Nope, I'm not going to do this. Not going to be involved in your little grift. Sorry. Anyways, here's an update on Conservative Dad's ultra-right, 100% woke-free American beer from Atlanta's Fox 5. Any entrepreneur will tell you coming up with a great idea is actually the easy part. Delivering on your promises is a true challenge. Just ask a Georgia beer company that caters to a specific set of customers. Ultra Right Beer sprang to life nine months ago to take advantage of conservative criticism of Bud Light's trans marketing campaign. <laughs> it's that's, not, that, that's it wasn't not even what a campaign. Was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they gave a bunch of different influencers, canceled yeah. their faces on it. One of them happened to be a trans The Bud Light woman. trans marketing campaign. In, Fuck off. Uh, owner Seth Weathers, 39, decided to market Ultra Right as 100% woke free American beer. He originally contracted with a brewery in Lawrenceville. Now he uses a larger one in Lakeland, Florida. He also sells calendars, hats, and t-shirts on his website promoting his conservative values. But more than 100 would-be customers have instead headed to a different website, the Better Business Bureau, (laughs) filing complaints that they paid Weathers for beer that never arrived. The company currently has an F rating at the BBB. Oh no, did I get grifted by this obvious conservative grift? How does this keep happening? (laughs) Well, at least I've still got these uh, commemorative Trump coins, which will be currency. Yeah. Very soon. And Trumpy Bear. Yeah. He keeps me warm at night. And I got a whole closet full of Iraqi dinars. (laughs) (laughs) Just you wait. I've been using them in my fireplace to stay warm. (laughs) It continues, I don't care what product or ideology you're doing. Tony Lucy of Tampa, Florida told the Fox 5 I-Team, this is horrible customer service. Lucy's wife placed an order in September for a limited edition Conservative Dad's Revenge six-pack <laughs> with Donald Trump's mugshot on the label. Four months later, still no beer. <laughs> the only response Lucy got from the company came in a generic email offering refunds sent after the Fox 5 I-team started asking questions. It's so damn frustrating that nobody responds to you and they're supposed to be a business, Lucy complained. That's not a business. Walker Means of Edinburgh, Pennsylvania has waited for his beer since November. The website promised he'd get it in 30 days. I placed an order for two reasons, he explained. One, to obviously give a pretty nice gift, but also to support the kind of company I thought was kind of spearheading the movement of not shoving things down our throats all the time. And now, absolutely not, Means said. They've just chosen not to communicate, and that's a shame. They should hire that dog from MoviePass. Ruh-roh! Ruh-roh. <laughs> <laughs> Having some troubles getting you that beer. Uh, anyways, yeah, big shame. Too Who bad. Who could have seen this coming? Oh, jeez. Yeah. But the great thing about conservative grifts like this is that they are victimless crimes, and you don't really have to feel bad for anyone involved. Nope. 
The MAGA movement has been full of grifts like this for eight years, and it's really on you at this point. But now it's time for us to promote some other products and services. And the difference is, when you order from this episode's sponsor, HelloFresh, it actually shows up. Yeah. And we got to thank them big time. The first sponsor in a week, yeah. our friends at HelloFresh with some delicious food. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Whether you're trying to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your door. No more staring blankly in the fridge wondering what to make for dinner. Give HelloFresh a try and dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 recipes to choose from each week. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm-fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. HelloFresh also owns Green Chef, another one of our sponsors. And with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there is something for everyone. And we're big fans of getting food on the plate as quickly as possible. And some of the 20-minute recipes on next week's menu that we're excited to try are the one-pot Mexicali black bean soup with The Works and the chicken sausage rigatoni rosa with cream cheese, zucchini, and parmesan. I, I did some stuffed peppers this week. You would have thought a professional chef was in there doing things. A pepper stuffed this pepper? <laughs> <laughs> a shrimp fried this rice uh, so go to hellofresh.com slash weekly weird free and use our code weekly weird free for get this free breakfast for life free breakfast for life that's right elmo one breakfast item per box while subscription is active wow that's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash weekly weird free with code weekly weird free hellofresh america's number one meal kit that's right. That's an official endorsement there. Wow. Anyways, let's get into the craziest, the weirdest, wildest headlines from this week from around the world. Uh, starting, starting with, with one from uh, the Big Apple, the greatest city in the world, New York. Yay, New York City. Baby, we love it, don't we? Look, no hands. Meet New York City's garbage truck of the future. Could you imagine? Wow, what? The garbage truck of the future? What could that possibly be? What is it? Oh, it's just a, a garbage truck with a mechanical arm that picks up a trash can lifts it up, and pours the trash into the top of the truck. This feels uh, weirdly familiar. It's almost like this is the exact garbage truck that has been picking up my trash for my entire fucking <laughs> life, and I'm almost 40 years old. Yeah. New York. I love this, though. Like, they just found out, like, a year ago that just throwing your trash on the sidewalk bad. <laughs> is bad, yeah. and it, like, attracts vermin and smells really bad. They mm -hmm. ju they're just learning this. They're yeah. like, what? It's the first time hearing this. But before this, it was kind of part of the appeal. Not for me, <laughs> especially not in the summer. That shit was fucking nasty. Yeah, But uh, yeah, I guess the problem, the big hurdle was there are still people in New York who insist on um, driving a fucking car. Yeah. And there's not enough parking spaces in New York. And in order to do uh, this, this sort of trash collection, that means even fewer parking spaces because there's dumpsters on the street. Yeah. Um, but they finally made the right choice and said, fuck you, ride the subway, idiot. And uh, here yeah. we are. New York has gone into the future, which for everyone else is, I don't know, 1970. Yeah, even, my, even my parents. I was actually impressed last time I went home and I was like, oh, you guys got the, uh, the garbage trucks that literally everyone else has. Because before my parents had just, you know, they'd take it out and put it on the side of the road and they'd come and throw it in. Yeah. But they even got updated. So good to see New York catching up. 
But the best part about the the video, yeah, they did like a whole event, and it's like all these people being like, we can't "Oh my play god!" It because it's copyright, yeah, people but... just like like losing their minds, like holy shit, we did it! Like, uh, is this the future? What year is this? And uh, of course, Eric Adams' theme song, uh, the Jay Z and Alicia Keys New York song, is playing. The... New York, <laughs> <laughs> we did it, folks. We did it. But uh, I mean, this will probably. Make a dent in the rap problem. Yeah, I, how could it not? I could be mistaken, but I I recall uh, that they were gonna do a lot new a lot of new like fees and taxes for actually driving in the city. So that would bring down the amount of cars on the yeah. road and parked on the road. Which is like, look, you can still drive your car. It's a fucking nuisance. So you're gonna yeah, <laughs> like I don't like all of the reasons. Like in L.A., you drive your car because our transit system is not very robust and no. it takes longer. To ride the train, whereas like ten times long. Driving in New York is a fucking nightmare and does not get you where you're trying to go really that much faster no. when you when you take into account like finding a parking space and also just your general mental health. Yeah, on a train you can read a fucking book. Driving in New York is just you're you're honking. Your people are saying, "Hey, I'm walking here," uh, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not fun. You get to work, you're all aggro. If we had like even, I mean, I know it's getting better, but if we had even close to the rapid transit system here i would take it all i still take it frequently but i would take it so yeah, much more if it it's was just it only in works. any way convenient yeah we're i mean new york is 30 years behind on trash we're like a century behind on trains so yeah I, yeah True. sorry you 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 win in that round yeah. new york but speaking of trash woman tossing trash falls into dumpster survives getting compacted in garbage truck jesus what a fucking nightmare but also like the article does not spell out like exactly how this happened i'm gonna like if i had to guess she's probably a short woman so she brought out like a step stool mm-hmm. and it's ah. a, so it sounds like uh it's like an apartment building a lot of those have like a big dumpster yeah. that like it uses, uses like the stuff. forklift so she brought like a stool out to pour her trash into the dumpster and then like the stool fell over ah she fell in the dumpster and she's trapped in there and then i somehow just coincidentally like she was running out like on trash day to do this and like it just so happened right at that moment the trash truck pulled up and poured in the trash but yeah she got crushed like four times until like the driver's like what's that someone is that luckily, a woman's luckily, voice lucky that they didn't make it to the, the dump and she gets buried in it yeah it would have been a bad time you know what's happening up here north LA they got uh, trash uh, volcanoes what that's what they're calling them Cause like there's a bunch of gases that have been trapped for oh, decades yeah, yeah, under yeah, there, yeah. and it's like bubbling through and blowing trash into the air That's, and fumes. That is the main reason they're uh, they're pushing, not pushing hard enough, but pushing for people to put all their kitchen scraps in the green bin. Yeah, is because uh, food waste creates like methane. Yeah, and it's like it's bad for the environment, but it's also bad like it. If it catches on fire, like it's a really bad situation. Yeah, they're saying like it's like up in Castaic, they're having like breathing trouble and stuff, and yeah. they literally called them like uh, trash volcanoes. Essentially, yeah, got the garbage lung. Oof. Uh, speaking of horrific <laughs> uh, situations that women recently found themselves in, woman thought to be missing was stuck 15 hours overnight up on a gondola at Heavenly Ski Resort. Heavenly. Wasn't so heavenly, yeah. This trip to Tahoe sucks. Uh, There's literally a horror movie about this happening at like, I don't know, like basically this couple gets stuck up on a gondola and it's like well below freezing and they're like, we're going to die up here. 
And then like wolves show up underneath and like they're, yeah, it's, uh, so this was because they say gondola, not lift. It's, it's enclosed at least. Uh, no, I don't think it was. Oh no. Yeah. She was fucking free. She was like up all night, like just rubbing her legs and hands together. Jesus. And yeah, it's because she, uh, I guess because there's some lifts like for the, actually, I don't know. She, she was at the top and she decided she didn't have the energy to go on one last run. So mm-hmm. she asked the ski lift operator if she could just ride it back down. Yeah. And he was like, sure. And then before she made it all the way down, they're like, all right, that's everyone. That's everyone that, go they, home. they go for a long time. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Especially in Tahoe's yeah. big mountains. So um, you learned your lesson. You ski down. You finish yeah. the job next time. Yeah. Or like if you're really that tired, be like, hey, put me on the back of one of those uh, things that you go down on. Yeah. Snowmobile. She also, like, she didn't have her phone. It's another thing, like... You got so many pockets. Put the phone yeah, in one of the pockets. Yeah, come on. Come on. It's just irresponsible at this point. Yeah. Man partied for four days while unaware he had been shot in the head. Yeah, this is a, a Brazilian guy down in Brazil. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes bullets fall out of the sky. You never know. Especially on a day like New Year's Eve. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I guess a bullet landed on his head, entered his skull. He just assumed, ah, what was that? Okay, who cares? Yeah partied for three more days and finally he's like, oh, these headaches and like I'm getting weird like muscle spasms. Mm-hmm. He goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, you see this? You got, any, got any idea? Have you been in a gunfight recently, son? Nope. I'm a Brazilian doctor. This <laughs> is how I talk. <laughs> Welcome to Brazil. Boy, you been in a gunfight recently? <laughs> I say, I say. I say. <laughs> uh, well, that sucks, but, uh, you know, didn't stop the party, so. I mean, survive getting shot in the head. That's uh, it's a good reason. Give to party. you give you a new lease on life. Yeah, that's throw right. throw another party. Yeah, maybe don't go outside. Don't go near any pop pop sounds. Uh, this is a party helmet. Yeah. It's uh, something I wear around parties. Mm-hmm. Warrant issued for motorcyclists after video of twenty minute drive from Colorado Springs to Denver. Yeah, I looked it up. Uh, that drive is usually like an hour and ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy was going 150 miles per hour and yeah. uploaded the video to YouTube. Just like, check it out. Yeah. And uh, it's like, it's a GoPro. So it's the fisheye. You don't, with fisheye, like POV, you don't yeah. really get like a full sense of like the speed. But he is fucking hauling ass. And it's like, on the one hand, you're like, sick. But on the other hand, you're like, this is so fucking stupid. The country yearns for high speed travel. Yeah. Give us a train. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, the adrenaline is what, gets people to do this uh there was a a very big uh, in like the early mid 2000s a guy who would dress in all black uh and had a black motorcycle he was based in europe but he would do like fucking like belgium to paris or something and just in a an absolutely insane amount of speed and then there was videos where he would like literally find cops and start doing donuts and then just the whole video was just him outrunning cops uh, this is like a while ago. You had to get. They were like on DVD only. They're yeah. probably on YouTube now, but like, uh, can't remember the the guy's name. It was like, it was something like Black Knight or something mm-hmm. like that. This so. guy, the Colorado guy, you can see his reflection. Yeah, he's not. He's wearing a fucking T-shirt, like a squid. Yeah, he's a squid. Like Very literally, yeah, I'm watching this and like literally, like anything at that speed, like some little old lady like makes a lane change yeah. and you are vaporized. Yes. Even like uh, I ride a motorcycle, not here in, in Florida, that it's not very even very fast. And I get fully suited every time. I'm not taking any fucking. Yeah, chances. no, it's just like you know, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, nothing goes wrong. Mm-hmm. That 
tiny, tiny percent of the time where something goes wrong, like, it goes very, very fucking wrong. Even if you're going, like, first of all, you could be going zero and just get hit by a car. Right. Uh, but also, if you're going, like, 20 miles an hour, like, you don't think it's not going to fucking hurt falling down at that speed? You want to be protected. The, yeah. We got the meat wagon outside the Yeah, got another here. squid. Yeah. Get the shovel. Northern Ontario pizza shops unforeseen circumcisions typo goes viral. <laughs> It's like, sorry, due to unforeseen circumcisions, the dining room is closed. We had a new guy. He uh, he had his dick out on the table like yeah. everyone does, and we were slicing up pizzas. And yeah. The, the, oh God. Yeah, sorry. There was foreskins everywhere. We had to clean it up. But uh, we'll be They're back. They're lucky they, they uh, you know, put out a statement about this, because otherwise they would have had a whole bunch of freaks up there yelling at him. My body, my choice. Yeah. They should have never cut the tip of my penis off. <laughs> What do they call them? Intactivists? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. They're like, who ordered the cam the calamari? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, like half of those are all pig anuses? Yeah. yeah. Bung. Yeah. It's just pig butthole. Yeah. And they fry it up to where it doesn't have a taste. It's tissue. It's fried. Yeah. I mean, if, you're, if your calamari doesn't have like one of those little squid looking ones on it, you're probably eating pig butthole. Yeah. And that's fine. People find that weird, but I'm like, if you're eating animals, like why? People are so weird that like, I'll gladly consume the flesh. Of an animal, but yeah. like certain parts of its body, or that's where I draw the line. Gizzards, eh, not for me. I wouldn't eat testicles, just mostly because of the texture. I, I had uh, <laughs> pig intestine, which I guess this is close to, but this has been fried to nothing. But pig intestine that was like grilled, yeah, and that did not taste good. Yeah, I don't, I don't. That's like a personal thing. I don't like any of the like digestive organs, mm -hmm. but uh, brain, cow brain, pretty good. Like it, cow cabeza. Face. Yeah, the face, mm. real good. Uh, liver, duck liver, delicious. Uh, chicken feet. I'm like 70% vegan these days, so I, I, I try to, when I, when I do have something, it's usually just like regular chicken these days. Oh, I'm 0% I'm vegan. I, I got fucking full-on gout <laughs> from eating all these <laughs> the chicken disease. feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Indian police clear a suspected Chinese spy pigeon after eight months in bird lockup. That's Call good. in the bird lawyer. Yeah, uh, it was a big uh, just bird legal saga there. But uh, this bird, this pigeon is innocent, Your Honor. Was this a like? So this times out with all the weather balloon stuff, to, or the the spy balloon stuff that we were dealing with too, right? Yeah, you think so, they just wanted to be involved? Well, it was a it was a racing pigeon from mm. Taiwan. I don't know how it ended up in India, but they found this pigeon with a little bracelet that had Chinese writing on it, mm. and India and China not getting along, and. Um, yeah, they're like, maybe this pigeon is spying on us. We don't know how. It's not, doesn't have any... We're going to figure it out. Yeah, we're, we're going to look into this. But yeah, it just turned out it was a, a racing pigeon that got lost. Did they let it go or... Did yeah, they, they just like, it? Pup, 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 let it go. Oh, it's okay. a pigeon. All right, cool. Jessica Beale finds eating in the shower deeply satisfying. No, there's that guy that does it on TikTok. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a guy... He, in the shower? I guarantee you that's how she figured it out to like do it. I don't know. She said she's been doing it for a long time. Well, what's a long time? A month? Three months? Six months? I don't know. I mean, she hasn't been in anything in a while. She's just been sort of Justin Bieber's, or, sorry, Justin, <laughs> Justin Timberlake's wife. And uh, yeah, she was really talking it up. I mean, maybe she saw it on TikTok, but she's just like, yeah, it's just the best. Eating, you got, it helps if you're rich and you have a shower that has a little shelf that you can keep the food on. <laughs> yeah, your food shelf. But yeah, this is like, I'm eating in the bathtub, even that, I'm like... <laughs> Like, what are you doing? No, but, you, you uh, haven't lived until you eat a whole rotisserie chicken in the bath. Like, I, I've had a cold beer in the shower. Yeah, shower beer. 
Eating food in the shower, like first of all, anything that's like meant to be dry, like bread in the shower. No, you just dip it in the water. She listed like yogurt. Uh, this guy eats like 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 a chicken and stuff like that. I believe at some point he stopped doing it because he said his wife was going to leave him or something if he kept doing it. But uh, I think he's back recently. This was literally a Seinfeld sketch in the 90s. Well, he's making Kramer, it real. Kramer was eating in the shower. Well, it saves time. Yeah, and he got... <laughs> the, the funniest gag from that episode is uh, he's, uh, he's eating in the shower and there's like food like scraps piling up in the bottom and he like reaches over and flips the switch and the garbage disposal goes oh. off in the shower. <laughs> I think you poop in the shower then too. Yeah, you could. Yeah. No, no need more, for a poop knife. <laughs> and no waffle stomping necessary. No. God damn it. <laughs> Lauren Bobert calls for alligators to be deployed at the southern border. Yeah, I guess get all your crazy out now because, uh, yeah, the, you're gone. They, they did a straw poll in her new district and she got like dead last. Like they're just not having it. She is going to lose. So she's got to get the crazy out now. She's going to end up like Sarah Palin, just touring the country's touring the country, meeting up with the weirdest psychos. Yeah. Also, update on that. Someone pointed out in the comments. I didn't even see this going through the videos, but I put clips from that rally, the small rally they had at the end of the convoy. They literally had like for their big day was like February 3rd. February 3rd. 3TH. And finally, here's a story in three parts. There'll be a headline, a funny tweet about that headline. And then another headline mm. to update cool. the first headline. Israeli diplomat's crying son, 19, intentionally ran over Florida cop with motorcycle, may avoid charges due to dad's immunity, according to lawyer. An Israeli diplomat's son, crowd boos, <laughs> injured a cop Woo! by committing vehicular violence Boo! and is facing charges, Yeah, but could avoid them due to his father's diplomatic immunity. Boo! <laughs> The, the, yeah. it, the meme of the guy standing up and cheering and yeah. sitting back down. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, very mixed feelings on this story yeah. here. And finally, no immunity for teenage son of Israeli diplomat accused of intentionally running over Florida cop. Okay, well, that story's finished. Let them fight, I guess. But yeah, this kid really thought he had diplomatic immunity. They looked into it. Like, the U.S. State Department got involved. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wait, this, <laughs> this kid's dad's just like an employee at the fucking consulate. He, like... You get diplomatic immunity, like full diplomatic immunity, if you're a diplomat. Yeah. If you're a consulate uh, employee, like you get some legal immunity, but your kids don't get fucking shit. Well, I mean, and, yeah. you're going to put whatever defense forward you and can. And this kid, he was like, it was like multiple incidents where he's riding around on his motorcycle and just running red lights. And like what finally got him is he literally like ran over a cop. And it was just like, yeah, I was, I didn't, it was taking too long. I didn't feel like waiting. I was impatient. Well, now you're going to be having a lot of time to sit and think about what you've done. Uh, Learn no, some patience. They should send him to Gaza. Put him in a bulldozer, maybe. <laughs> did you see what happened to yes, that bulldozer this yes, week? Yes, I did. Too bad. Uh, anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. Don't forget to like the video. There you go. Don't worry about becoming a member this time. We got a sponsor, baby. We're yeah, we're doing fine. You're off the hook. Mm -hmm. So just like the video, leave a comment, reply to a comment, and if you haven't seen them already. We got Elmo. Elmo is the victim of a trauma dump. Bump, 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 ba -da 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 and an assault victim by Larry David. And we also got an update on Elon Musk putting things inside your brain. Don't do it. Mm -mm, not even once. Bye. Bye.